Welcome to the Player Development Project podcast. My name is Dave Wright, co-founder and editor of Player Development Project. PDP is a website for coaches who are committed to learning, and we provide a huge library of resources which consists of cutting-edge insights from the world's most innovative player developers, coach educators, and researchers. If you want to learn from the best and join a community of like-minded coaches, then check out playerdevelopmentproject.com. On this week's Player Development Project podcast, we answer a question from our community and try to offer up advice on practical problems faced by coaches around the world. Hi everyone, welcome to another Player Development Project Q&A. Pleased to be joined once again by my colleague, UEFA A Licensed Academy Coach and PDP Technical Advisor, Dan Wright. Dan, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you today? Very well. Looking forward to another community question. And this week it comes from Scotland from Michael and he sent it in via the PDP Facebook page. Michael says, while we score a lot of goals, my under 14 team are constantly conceding a lot. Do you have some advice for how I can improve my team's defending? So Dan, what are your thoughts on this one? Okay, defending is your favourite favourite topic, isn't it? You it's, love defending it's sessions. It's right up there. It's right up there. Uh, yeah, so for me, I think we should talk through uh, principles of play first. Okay. So we've talked about this before in a, in a Q&A, but just to, just to recap. So the principles of play are uh, principles that apply to all invasion games, so not just football. And then um, <clears throat> out of possession, so for defending, this would be press or delay. It'd be cover and balance. It'd be compactness. And then it'd be sort of into the, the control and restraint of trying to actually win the ball back. And then... It's whether you use that language or whether you use sort of more child-friendly language or language that you're going to use whilst you coach to sort of keep that continuity. So I know the the England DNA is now delay, deny and dictate. Um, We've worked in clubs that use different languages and I think that's quite important to make sure you speak in the language that the the guys are going to understand from training to debrief to games and so you're sort of completing the loop. Um, Would that be a good place to start and then we can talk about sort of practical sessions? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's key to outline what those principles are and they they do vary club to club and they might vary in terms of what, um, you know, what Michael's interpretation of those are. Um, I think it's really important that the players understand the language, not just to the point that they regurgitate it and say it back to you because, you know, they're trying to please the coach, but also that you go into some depth with what those things mean. Um, So I think there's a few ways to sort of coach that, um, whether that's stripping it back and going to 1v1s and 2v2s, but it's it's also got to tie into the way you play. So we don't don't really have a context with what Michael's uh, formation, shape or style of play is or what the club's philosophy is. But, for example, if they like to play a high press, then he might start with clever ways to get some pressing sessions out. If they like to drop deep and counter-attack, it might be more about screening and protecting kind of sessions. So it depends, A, what his team does, and B, what those individuals within the group need. Um, There may be players individually who defend well, and there may be units that struggle to defend um, together. So I think he's really got to look and observe and analyze what the immediate issues are and then work his way way backwards, really. Um, I know that... On courses, traditionally, you know, you think about things like the B license and A license process, a lot of the, um, you know, ideas will be coached from front to back and, and build the play. You know, your first defender is usually your number nine and working from the front to back can be quite a methodical way of going about it. And I guess then we've got to talk about ideas like defending outnumbered, defending counterattacks, how you deal with transitions or, or conversely defending when organized. So in terms of some practical examples, what are your thoughts around how Michael can actually attack this problem? Yeah, I mean, like you said, we haven't got the context. So for me, it would be maybe starting from the basics, whether that's a 1v1 or a 2v2. I quite like starting at 2v2 because you get probably more 
um, principles out at the same time. So it might be who's defender one and who's defender two. So if I'm going to go and press the ball and shut down the ball, which way am I showing him? And what does my mate do? Is How does he cover me? How does he give me that insurance? And then perhaps as the ball moves across laterally, do our job swap? You know, do I go, do I drop back in and cover? And do you go out and press? I find that quite a good way to introduce the topic. I think then after that, I'd go into units. So like you said, it might be in a, in a 4-3-3. You might want to focus on the midfield three or the back four. And just think about how your practice is going to represent what it looks like on the game. Though. So there's no point maybe defending with a, with a four if then you're going to play a midfield three. You've got to make sure that your practice looks like what it looks like in the game. So I'd go uh, individuals or pairs into units. I'd then go into some sort of phase of play or perhaps even just defence versus attack. So mm. you might just work with your back four and and do waves and waves of attack against them to, to really test them or to test their understanding of the things you've talked about. Then perhaps into a more formalised uh, phase of play, so maybe two units, so it might be a back four and a midfield three or a back four and a midfield four, depending on, on what shape you're going to play. Mm. And then to, to finish that, I'd probably go into some sort of um, scenario type game uh, with with reward around defending, so it might be defending to counter-attack, it might be protecting a lead, stuff we've talked about before, but that would be the the logical way of sort of breaking it down. For me also, when you were talking about analysing it, there was two things that sort of came to my head. I think the pitch geography is really important. Yeah. So to make to make sure if you've got a problem, you might just see that the ball's going in the net, but is that the problem? Is it that the midfield three aren't compact and you're getting played through too easily? So make sure, like we've talked, to, we've talked to around before, can you get your eyes off the ball and, and is the problem actually the problem that you're seeing? Mm. And then you might break that down into the technical component. So is it intercepting? Is it pressing? Is it marking? Is it covering? Because you might not need to teach all of those things from scratch. Some of them might be really, really good and they might be just tweaking the units or it might be the body shape of your your, under, uh, your number nine, sorry, is, is sending them into an area you don't want to send them into. Yeah. It's going back to that delay, deny and dictate. So the pitch geography, you can be really clever of, of using certain areas of the pitch to replicate what you, you, you've been struggling to sort of counteract on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, in terms of resources, where would we look online for this one? Yeah, look, there's plenty of content on the website. So we've got a session plan library with, you know, in excess or close to 60 uh, webinar style sessions that coaches can look at. And there's 26 at least defending sessions in there, um, you know, right from 1v1 through to phase of play or small sided games. I'd also highly recommend the interview we did in issue seven of PDP magazine with Michael Beale, who was formerly Liverpool 23's manager and is now over there at Sao Paulo. Excellent example of just, you know, mixed methodology and how he's gone about uh, his coaching process on the on the journey that he's had. And he talks a lot about 1v1s and, and 2v2s and the importance of that. Um, also recommend the blog content that we've got. We've got a few great articles from Marco Sullivan around representative learning design and creating decision makers. And I think some practical examples there from him. And of course, the podcast we did recently with Ben Bartlett, which is a fantastic interview. And of course, will be a masterclass discussion on the website as well. So th there's a couple of bits of resource that will definitely help with this topic. I'd also you know, like to go into the idea of a concept that we were sort of exposed to at one of the clubs we worked together at previously um, around traffic light defending, which was a concept that was big there because you know the club like to employ a high press and worked on the basic principle of dividing the pitch into thirds of, of uh, red, amber and green and saying in the green zone you can go and press high and really go and try and win the ball back, high risk, high reward. In the amber zone go and make decisions and and you know if it's on to press or if you've got the numbers go and press but if you're outnumbered maybe you have to delay and of course in the red zone your own final third looking to show away stand up delay and, and really dictate as a defender so that's a, a really nice concept that i think kids respond to also just on the point you made earlier about some of those principles 
in terms of the methodology or the way you're looking to deliver these ideas, I think it's important to not be afraid to stop, stand still and just coach the positive. So a lot of the times it's easy to stop, stand still and you'll see a coach go off on a tangent and talk for two or three minutes and kill the flow of a session. If you, if you recognize you know, and observe a moment within the practice where players have done something really well, particularly around those ideas of pressure, cover, balance, which is usually an easy picture to see if your team's got organized, then I think that's a great moment just to stop the practice and say, stay there, look at where you are, look at the shape. Here's a practical example. Um, so I think there's, there's some good ways to actually reinforce when the players get it right. The final tip I would have uh, around this question for Michael is actually going into the session. Um, and being alongside the player, there, there may be, as we sort of spoke earlier, there may be players that individually are struggling with positional awareness or struggling with decision making. Don't be afraid to go in there and take up a coaching position which gets you alongside that player sure. where you can yeah. talk through and actually guide the player uh, as to, you know, there's pressure on the ball, get on the front foot, or there's not pressure on the ball, drop onto the back foot and just anticipate. So a few methods there and ideas. Uh, any, any final thoughts from you on this, this broad topic of defending, mate? Yeah, your passion for defending is coming through. I, 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 I do like when you're ever going to stop. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, my, my top tip for defending would be distances. I think um, all of the things we've discussed are important, and depending on your team, you know, some of those things might be the answer. But distances is really important. So if we're going to press, what does the distance look like between mm. uh, number nine to number eight to number ten? And also, don't forget about the goalkeeper and the distance between him and the back four. But then also the distances across the pitch. So if we're going to get compact. What does that look like from you know seven to eleven? How tight do those need to get? So I think it goes back to where we started with those buzzwords and the words you're going to use to, to, to teach your players because it's got to be the same language all the way through. But but distances to help us defend whether that's compact, whether we drop off and, and allow certain distances, whether we compact and we stop certain distances. I think that's that would probably be my top tip and where I would start if I was defending a new group. I appreciate your time today, mate. And, uh, you know, it's obviously been revealed that I am a Closet Mourinho and Simeone fan. So um, hopefully hopefully that hasn't come across too negatively. And uh, we've helped Michael out with his coaching. So we'll look forward to another PDP Q&A very soon. Thanks for joining us on the Player Development Project podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PlayerDP or find us on Facebook. Don't forget to head over to playerdevelopmentproject.com where you can sign up to our progressive coaching community and gain access to our wide variety of resources to help you in your coaching.